1: Always locked on heat, heat. Biscayne, South Beach, heat. Goldberg and Ramil, talking heat, body chill. Yeah, no. Got the stats in the news, yeah. got the facts in the views, yeah. never know what they gon' say, mailbag on a Monday. Yeah. Pat Rouse got, got the pack ride, yeah. Coach spoke got the know-how, yeah. three bands in the raps now. Heat yeah. Nation, that's a packed house, Heat Talk got the game time, Heat Talk every day I'm. Uh. Always locked on heat. Yeah. Got it locked on heat. Yeah. Always locked on heat. Yeah. Keep it locked on heat. Yeah. Seat geek for the cheek. But today got the heat. 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 And heat now, heat. now. Heat. Your heat. locked,
0: on, locked heat on heat hopes. hopes.
1: West. 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 Go birds.
2: Let's do this. Welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Wes Goldberg. I'm here as always with David Ramil, and we are going to talk about Josh Richardson today because he's been nothing short of phenomenal so far this season. Going back to the preseason, um, I made him my Player of the Game for after the Miami Heat's win against the Hawks for his performance. But he's been there's been so much more to gleam from his performance so far this season that I, I thought we should just start with him and, and just kind of dedicate a few minutes just talking about his season and really look small sample size theater et cetera et cetera et cetera blah 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 but if this is a breakout season for Josh Richardson that would that would really turn things around for the heat everybody looks at guys like Justice Winslow and and and, and wonder, if he has a breakout season, how does that help the Heat? You look at an addition like Kelly Olynyk. I felt like you and I talked about Josh Richardson a lot over yeah. the summer, but I don't think a lot of people really paid a whole lot of attention to him. Um, and and our, even in our conversation, going back to Josh Lloyd, who hosts Lockdown yeah. Fantasy Basketball, we brought up Josh Richardson several times, a player he likes, but didn't really. He wasn't really thinking a whole lot about. Um, but just the way he can. Fill up a box score, fill up a stat sheet with steals, blocks, points, assists, rebounds, um, three pointers. He's just this, he's be, he's become such as such a versatile player and a major asset for this Heat team that, by the way, extended him to a four-year, forty-two million dollar extension before the year that might end up being a great deal.
3: It's interesting because I think Miami has this reputation of developing players in one of two ways: either they You know, recruit amazing players that they acquire either by these blockbuster trades or via free agency, as they did in 2010, or they reclaim projects like Hassan Whiteside and others. There's no in between there, I guess, with with a, a team that has so frequently traded away draft picks, it's kind of hard to associate Miami and Pat Riley with. Being a good a team that drafts well and develops players internally that way, you know, yeah, and because especially a couple of years ago, Justice Winslow went so far ahead of Richardson in that draft, I think the two are inextricably linked for the rest of their careers, mm-hmm. even if they wind up playing elsewhere. but And then, you know moreover, I think Richardson just had a bad second season. He had a bad sophomore season where he struggled quite a bit, faced yeah. a number of injuries that lingered there. He wasn't really as effective as he was in the second half of his rookie season. Uh, and so I think it's easy for him to kind of float under the radar because, well, he's also a second-round draft pick. And I don't know that you have as high expectations for a guy like Richardson, especially when you do have a guy like Winslow on the team. So
2: It reminds you know, me of and, when the Warriors took – and this is not a perfect comparison – but when they took Harrison Barnes with a lottery pick and then they ended up getting Draymond Green later in that same draft. Yes. Uh, I'm not saying that Justice Winslow is going to end up Harrison Barnes. I mean Harrison Barnes is a fine player. He's a good player. But Draymond Green just blew, you know, all expectations out of the water. I ended up being the better out of the two. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but I, I, I'm, I'm reminded of it. Is, I guess, I guess, all I'm saying.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, look, it makes sense. There are so few second round players. Yeah. That stand out, I think, although I, well, I think that's changing more and more in today's game so that yeah, I guess you could probably make a comparison. I wonder if anybody's ever actually made that comparison, like players drafted in the same in, in different rounds in the same year, yeah. whether or not one of them reaches stardom and the other one doesn't. Uh, you know, not that we don't expect Winslow to reach stardom. You know, Harrison Barnes is a fine player and I hope Winslow is wins as well, despite anything that I may have said in the past. <laughs> but when it comes to Richardson, it's just, we talked about him specifically having a higher upside, I think like like Winslow is more talented, I think, in the sense that he just seems like a more st- a natural, smoother ball handler than Richardson does. But I think Richardson plays really disruptive defense. That's the term that you've used frequently in describing him, and, and it works perfectly. Like, whereas Winslow is more of a kind of bodying up on somebody, being able to rotate and slide his feet, et cetera, kind of limiting them from, from getting off a shot. Something about Richardson's defense is in the other end of the spectrum where he gets blocks. He uses that incredible length to to harass ball handlers and pick up a steal here and there. Uh and and, and that kind of disruption I think has more of a a lasting impact or an impact that's noticeable and certainly one that's Definitely one that more can noticeable. be recorded. Yeah, and it's recorded in stats too. Yeah. You know, you can't get rebodied bodied up. Defensive possessions for Winslow and, and look at you know one block or one steal from Richardson and say who had the better game. Obviously it's gonna it's gonna look like it's gonna be Richardson, you know? Yeah, so Winslow's that,
2: that, good that seems- at Winslow's good at just sliding around on defense and just picking up <laughs> yeah. any any which assignment from the point guard to the center. And I don't I, I kinda wanna break this away because most people do talk about Richardson and Winslow together. You're right. I almost want to just focus I don't I don't want to necessarily lump them together or really play comparison games. Just because I, I think it's so unfair, and even though that they're Rook 1 and they're Rook 2, and they're going to be linked, like you said, uh, always, probably, you know, <clears throat> they both play such different ways. Even though they both kind of hang their hat on the defensive end, they're different defensively, like you're saying. I mean, Winslow's going to body you up and be able to do all these versatile things. Richardson, like you, you mentioned, that stuff's going to show up more on the box score. Barry Jackson actually had a piece this morning for the Miami Herald come out, uh, and he wrote about... How Richardson, what if he were to develop into a top 15 small forward, right? And, and what this season, and what that would do for the Heat ceiling, it would just, it really would change the way things are. I mean, you look at where Boston is, losing Gordon Hayward, they're probably a, 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 a high 40 win team, right? They're, they're, it's not necessarily a team without Gordon Hayward that's going to challenge the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, the Cavs have had their own issues, especially defensively. Those things will probably get sorted out. But, you know, if they're the one team in the Eastern Conference, I think it's pretty wide open. The Wizards look good, Toronto looks good, etc. But Miami, if Richardson develops into this sort of player that Jackson was talking about, they could be right there, you know, because we already talked about Goran Dragic and Hassan Whiteside being all-star caliber players. And you put Richardson in that group, that could be huge. And you look at his numbers, um, this was from Jackson's piece, only Giannis Antetokounmpo and Kevin Durant averaged, um, were, were the only small forwards in the league last year to average at least 1.7 blocks a game. That's what Richardson has uh, this season. Only one of, and he's only one of five guards to average that many blocks. Which is, and then you just, you look at his numbers, and again, small sample size, blah, blah, blah. They're comparable to guys like Clay Thompson and Danny Green, who are just, you know, cornerstones of championship teams and so richardson getting to that level getting to that that's and having that sort of impact for miami it looks like from the preseason and the three games that we've played so far it seems if not realistic plausible right
3: yeah absolutely and i want to get more into that but i think you have a message for all of our listeners
2: i do it because we're introducing locked uh, David and I, the guys that bring you your favorite Miami Heat podcast, we have a website now to write about the Heat. Uh, we'll have news, commentary, and analysis throughout the season. Uh, David and I, would say, are writers at heart, and so we're beyond excited to bring you this site. It's LockedOnHeat.com. Bookmark it, save it, whatever you have to do. Make sure that you're visiting and frequently reading
0: LockedOnHeat.com. This is Jake from Locked On. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So, just to continue
2: this conversation about Josh Richardson, that top 15 small forward, I I just kind of, I don't even want to... I don't want to consider Josh Richardson a small forward or a shooting guard or a point guard or yeah. whatever we're going to talk. He's just he's all of them, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah, he makes impacts,
2: that's it. But what do you is there a player that you can compare him to maybe that he could become this season? How what do you think his ceiling is and not even in the future, just this year? I mean, he's averaging basically 15 points a game. Um I've got his stats right here in front in front of me. It's 15 points per game. He's making almost three three three-pointers a game. He's got five rebounds, three assists, almost one steal, over one block a game. Can he continue this kind of performance?
3: The numbers will taper off, I think, a little bit, but I assume that he'll probably continue making a persistent, consistent impact throughout the rest of the year. I, I just, you know, with him... Look, I, I, you, may, you asked about a comparison, you know, any maybe a slight similarity to like, say, Otto Porter, who kind of had a okay. breakout last year, you know, they possess strength length. I think they, they changed that position around. They, they You know, Porter wasn't necessarily known for being a three point shooter. And I think Richardson um, definitely had more of a shot from the perimeter than than Porter ever did. But, you know, they're both known for their defense and they were able to supplement their offense as well. Um you know, I think when Richardson was first drafted, a lot of people saw him as being that kind of a nagging defender, the kind of long wind right. defender that might be a good backup player. And uh, for a star laden team, you know, it was one with Lou Alding and, and Chris Bosch and Dwayne Wade was still there, so there were already stars on this roster. And of course, Justice Winslow. It, it was almost like you didn't know where Richardson was going to fall too, because at six six. People were projecting him as a two-guard because he was a little undersized. But, you know, you kind of had a glaring need at point guard. You had Tyler Johnson still on the, in the fold. So you had all these different factors that you didn't really know where Richardson was going to fall. So I don't know that it necessarily matters. I think overall it's just, you know, the fact that he's making a, a great leap. And, and look, he's just – he's a real humble guy, yeah. a guy that, that we've liked ever since his rookie season. And just the fact that he's turned things around from last year, I hope it stays, to be honest with you. It's just he's a guy that you want to root for because he just seems fun. He's entertaining. He engages fans. And he and he seems like he always works hard. I mean, even even his biggest weakness that you and I have talked about so often, his confidence, it's, it's kind of charming, right? I mean, you, you see him kind of poking at his yeah. head and, and beating himself up. Like, you want your players to be, you know, a little cocky, but at the same time, for, for those that have those kinds of obvious faults, like a lack of confidence, that's just and it kind of when
2: he when he's when he is confident right after he's hit a couple of shots or, or made oh yeah. defensive steal and he just gets so amped up it's, it's yes. it, it snowballs right he just becomes like the most confident player on the team he gets this Dion Waiters quality to him where it's just like no nobody's gonna yeah. stop this guy to getting from getting where he wants to go
3: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's like willpower guides him and pushes him to that next level or something like that I want to go
2: back to that that four year extension because it is so important. Uh, It was knocked by some, right? It wasn't necessarily understood by a lot of people who don't watch the Heat probably as closely or frequently as you and I do. But that four-year $42 million extension before the season might end up being one of the most important moves that the Heat make for this next half decade to decade, right? Where you're getting a guy like Richardson. If he's going to hit the ceiling that we're talking about, that is a bargain price. A little bit more than ten million a year. That is a bargain, right? I mean, there are guys not half as good as him getting paid twice as much in this in the league right now, and Absolutely. and so you look at that and what this could, what that could do. You could you could look at guys like Waiters and James Johnson, Kelly Olenek, Hassan Whiteside. You could say maybe these guys are overpaid, but you need guys that are underpaid for any championship roster. Steph Curry's been underpaid for the Warriors for several years on all their championship on all the finals teams. So. You need those kind of guys, and and that could be, that could be for the Heat. That could be Richardson, and you look at what that could do for their roster flexibility. And I'm not necessarily saying this is going to happen, but it makes guys like possibly, you know, Josh Richardson's playing small forward right now. He's you and I probably agree he's better as a shooting guard. Um, it makes guys like Tyler Johnson and Deion Waiters somewhat expendable, right?
3: Mm, yeah, that's a that's a tough question. I, I mean, part of I, I, I'm, I'm no longer the fan I once was, but at the same time, I just I love the composition of this team. I love when Tyler. We're not talking and, about and, now, you know, just
2: like in the future. Like if you are going, if if in the future, we ah, we know that this Heat team is built. I'm getting to a point where I don't like I don't
3: like considering trades. Yeah, I'm getting to a point. Just don't like considering trades anymore. I'm getting very very set, and and, and either. Not quite emotionally attached, but also just I don't want to see players get moved around, especially when they have the kind of camaraderie that I feel like this team has. You know, yeah. I, I I hate seeing it broken up there. All but right. anyway, so we
2: won't talk about it, trades then.
3: No, no. Uh, no it, it's, it's interesting to know. But I, I wonder <laughs> how much of the the extension plays like. Yeah. Like, did he feel like that was the kind of boost of confidence that he needed or could it have worked? I thought it might work against him where he felt all of a sudden this immense pressure Mm. to have to perform at such a high level because all of a sudden you're getting paid. And a lot of people are going to be looking at you as a bust or, you know, somebody not worth that kind of money, et cetera. And, you know, a lot of that, those kinds of narratives will dog a player for years, you know, if they signed a big contract and they don't live up to those standards. Uh, So I I was wondering if that was going to be too much pressure, you know, but it seems like he's handling it very well thus far. And I expect him to continue to do so.
2: Quick reminder, make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On NBA channel, which brings you all 30 Locked On NBA podcasts in one easy-to-follow stream in your podcast app. Our recommendation, subscribe to Locked On Heat so you can get every episode automatically every day, and then go and subscribe to the Locked On NBA channel so that you could do things like scout Miami's next opponent in this instance. They play the Spurs next. Um, you could keep up with the most interesting storylines in the league, like the Eric Bledsoe trade rumors, um, and also be sure to check out the NFL side of the network, like 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 Locked On Dolphins, the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league. Helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: Uh, all right, let's let's look ahead at that that Spurs game a little bit more. Um, I've made this comparison on the last podcast, I believe, after the the Hawks recap. That disruptive defense has shades of Kawhi Leonard. I'm not comparing Josh Richardson to Kawhi Leonard, I'm just saying it's there's shades of that, right? And I think part of that is and why Justice Winslow doesn't necessarily have that, even though we like to make that comparison a lot. Josh Richardson, like Kawhi Leonard, is so threatening on offense that you there's this feeling that if he were to if there's a loose ball or if he's able to knock a ball away or get a steal, that he could go the other end and either finish at the rim or shoot a three in transition or something like that. That's part of this. He's a full-court player. You know what I mean? And there's not a lot of guys. Those are the, those are the guys that are yes. most – that are the, those are the best players in the NBA. You look at guys like Russell Westbrook, uh, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Those are the guys that make such an impact where they're just full-court, two-way players. You've got two-way players and you've got full-court players. And I think there's a difference. Josh Richardson is mean, a full-court player.
3: You, okay, you can argue about Westbrook's two-way play. But he, he's not a, he he's no, not a but he'll defender.
2: get a rebound, and the next thing you know, he's finishing on okay. on, on the rim. So there's, he's a full court player. He's not a good two way player. And that's why I'm saying there's a difference.
3: Okay, there you go. That's a good point.
2: You kind of made it for me, but <laughs> <laughs> but so that that's the and Kawhi Leonard is like that too, right? And 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 so that's that's where I think I'm not saying that's where Josh Richardson's ceiling is. That's that we've already put those expectations on Justice, and that's unfair. <laughs> but yes. but it is something. And we don't know if Kawhi's going to play against the Heat for the Spurs, but it's just when you're watching full form, Kawhi Leonard, I think you can maybe expect some of what he does out of Josh Richardson as far as where his ceiling might be. Does that make sense?
3: It's it's just a level of impact there. Like he yeah. he, he you know he gets his hand his huge hands in there, and I had so much of Kawhi Kawhi's dominance is rooted in his physicality. You know yeah. he is probably stronger than guys that have played the power forward, maybe even stronger than some centers out there. Um, Um, And and not just that, but he also has these incredible hands that allow him to be more disruptive than a similarly sized player. And because he can get in there, he can reach in for knock a, a ball loose, reach in there for steals, break up passing lanes. That's just part of his overall impact is he gets the claw in there. And next thing you know, he disrupts everything that you're trying to do on offense. And so, I think it was a play like that against the Hawks where I, I want to say there was a player who had either grabbed a rebound or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. I apologize. But Richardson kind of just stuck his hand in there, tied up that player, and was able to wrench the ball loose for a steal. Yep. It may have been against the Pacers or the Hawks. I do not remember. I, think, I feel like
2: I've it. seen exactly what you're saying like a hundred times from Josh Richardson already. Yeah, it's, it's, it's possible. Throughout the preseason season, yeah.
3: Yeah, and that's what he's doing. He's just yeah. he's getting his hands in there. He's being active, and and you know I had concerns about his seven, physicality.
2: He's got a seven foot wingspan. At doesn't six foot really? six, his wingspan is is seven feet. I mean, he is long, man. Like those those arms. I, he does he could he doesn't he doesn't, he, he doesn't have to get his whole body around a screen, but his arms will and just knock a ball loose. It feels like.
3: Are, are you serious? It's really seven feet? I didn't think it was that long.
2: Six, 11, seven sure? feet. Yeah. Wow, still.
3: According I mean, that's to, According to
2: Draft Express, at least, yeah.
3: Okay, no, that's legit. I mean, the thing, I had always pointed out that, you know, Dwayne Wade at 6'4", generously yeah. listed at 6'4", had a 6'10 and three-quarter wingspan, the almost 6'11". Yeah, and that's why he's the leading shot blocker in NBA history, but as far as for his team player, 6'4 and under. But at the same time, that's just incredible. I didn't realize he had that kind of length, and, and that's why and he's as explosive as
2: he is. You know? 100%, and that's why he can get up and play above the rim probably a little bit more, and and look, you mentioned Dwayne Wade, Josh Richardson, he's going after that block record. All right, before we finish this up, what are the percent chance, one out of ten chance, however you want to answer this, that Josh Richardson even can get close to that record? I won't ask you if he's going to break it. That's too hot takey. Can he get, can he get even close to it? No. No, me neither. Okay. Um, all right, well... That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening. You can send mailbag questions for next week to lockedonheat@gmail.com at gmail.com and tweet your questions and comments for our recaps using the hashtag AskLOHeat. We'll have a recap for you after the Heat take on the Spurs Wednesday night. Make sure to subscribe to the show to get podcasts automatically every day. Then go to iTunes, rate us, review us, say nice things about us. Theme song by CeeLo Keys, outro music courtesy of Mojave Wild. We'll
0: catch you next time.
2: Thanks for joining me, David.
0: Got it, Wes.